Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Lynette Pottle. I met today's guest a couple of years ago, and I got to tell you, she's one of those types of people who makes an instant impression on you. Beyond admiring her passion and mission, she's someone I knew I wanted to introduce you to because of her publishing accomplishments. She sold over 250,000 books. Yes, <laughs> take that in just for a second. A quarter of a million books. Plus, she's unique in that she's had books published in a variety of ways, self-publishing, hybrid, and traditional, including two books she'll be releasing this fall through two separate traditional publishing houses. <laughs> wow, are you excited yet? Meet my friend, Kimberly King. Kimberly is a best-selling, award-winning author, educator, sexual abuse prevention advocate, and speaker. She is celebrated for her empowering children's book, I Said No, A Kid-to-Kid Guide to Keeping Private Parts Private. With a heartfelt commitment to child safety and education, Kimberly has become a trusted voice in the literary world, dedicated to fostering conversations that protect and empower young readers. She spends her time training adults and children on prevention strategies and sharing her expertise as a consultant, advisor, and media source. Her work has been widely featured on prominent television networks and national publications, as well as at respected universities and organizations. Now, before we jump into this rich conversation, it is worth mentioning that there are many paths to becoming a best-selling author as well as motivations for wanting to become one. This episode will be most valuable to those whose motivation is driven by the desire to amplify the impact of their work and be a true agent of change. Get ready for a meaningful conversation filled with tips and insights to support you. Here we go. Kimberly, before we start, I just have to share so much gratitude with you for making time to be with us. I know that your schedule is very full, so I just want to say thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I am too. And you know, when I was thinking about how I wanted this conversation to go, to share your wisdom with our audience, I there's so many things we could talk about. First of all, as we shared in the introduction, you have a wealth of knowledge. And when you've sold a quarter of a million books, I mean, hello, lots of conversation <laughs> topics there. But I think to best serve our audience, let's pull things way back to the beginning, to sure. the basics. And this is a basic that I find in conversations that people overlook. And that's the fact that if you are going to write a book and your goal is to sell books <laughs> and your goal is to become a best-selling author, you have to be willing to talk about your book, to promote your book, no matter how you publish. And you do this beautifully. Can you talk about this a little bit for us? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one critical piece that nobody tells you, no matter how you end up publishing your book. If 
your traditional or if you're doing it yourself or if there's some type of hybrid agreement, nobody tells you that. You have to be able to really become an expert in what you're talking about, build authority in what you're talking about, and be willing to talk about it anywhere to basically anyone. <laughs> and it's not as if you can't, when you publish a book with a traditional publisher, you don't get assigned like a marketing agent or a promoting publicist or anything like that. Not with most smaller publishers, that usually doesn't happen. So you have to really do your research ahead of time. Even before you think about writing that book, you have to find out, well, how, how am I going to sell the book? Because books do not sell themselves. You can write an incredible book. It might be the best children's book that there is on like a really fun, light topic. And you think like everybody's going to want it and everybody's going to buy it, but they won't if they don't know that you're there, if they don't know who you are and they don't know what your book is about. So that's why engaging from the start is really important and doing your homework. Yeah. And I know for you, part of that, and you have multiple books, but you're part of what I'm assuming you're driving force, what makes that easier for you to talk about is you're so passionate about your topic. You are, yes. you've written these books to make an impact. Yes. And that's really important because if you're not invested in it and you don't care about the book and you don't care about your message or your story, then nobody else will either. So my book, the I Said No book, is a sexual abuse prevention book for kids. And when I sent that thing out <clears throat> to be published, I, I wasn't expecting for anybody to want it because it's on a taboo topic. And then I actually had these negative beliefs that nobody would buy it. But the more I got into the field of becoming a sexual abuse prevention advocate, and the more I connected with people in the field and collaborated, that is when the magic started to happen with my book. And I learned that, you know, although it is uncomfortable for me to talk about this topic, even to this day, I have to talk about it because me not talking about it prevents somebody else from getting that resource that they really need. So yeah. that's kind of like how I push through it when I get, you know, nervous. Yeah. And that's such a critical point. And I want to point out, so when you said, even to this day, your your book that has done amazingly well, that has been recommended by, I mean, you could tell us better and I'll let you, um, sure. top agencies. This wasn't like, this wasn't just this last year. When did this book come out? Oh no. The, the first print was 2008. And for mm. the first three years, I was scared yeah. to talk about it. So nothing really exciting happened with the book in the first three years. It There were a few sales here and there. I think maybe we sold like 500 books in three years, which I was like, oh my, that's awful. Like I'm never going <laughs> to even make back my advance. So then, then I realized like, okay, well, I, I wrote this book. I'm an expert of my story, right? And I have a master's degree in child development and family studies and education. But who says I'm an expert on sexual abuse uh, just because this story happened in my family? No. So I decided to go become an expert. So I took the training. I spent hundreds of hours doing research and collaborated. And then I found like that it was easier to talk about this tough topic because I was learning from others. And that's one of the important things I think authors miss out on is you really do need to connect <clears throat> with your competition. And I know that sounds 
really weird, but, <laughs> but like for me, there were no books at the time on sexual abuse prevention that were at all decent, but I did connect with those authors and reached out and started collaborating and that led to more relationships. And then I started to get involved in like national organizations and, and, you know, doing little speeches and presentations and just being engaged in the field. That's where things shifted when I got out there and started talking. But yes, I still, even to this day, I will get nervous because it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about. And I think that's pretty normal for everybody. Even, you know, we see all these famous authors and famous people talking about their books and speaking, but they still get nervous too. And it's perfectly normal, but that can't stop you. You have to push through that. Yeah, I think that's so important to normalize that, that it isn't something that necessarily goes away. It's that you learn how to navigate it and your mission, your why behind wanting to get this book in the hands of people is so strong that you're willing to find your way through. So thank you for doing that because your book is so important, so important. And like you mentioned, there wasn't a lot out at the time that this was released there wasn't back in 2008 there were a few books and one of them was like really disturbing so i was like oh my god i have to fill this void and that that's one thing authors before you write your book and before you really you know make the decision which way you're going to go i really took it upon myself to study what was out there and create something that was different something that hadn't been done before so my little niche was that Um, My son and I were sharing, you know, this story and it was based on kids scenarios and it was in a kid's voice and that had Mm. never been done before. So it's a kid to kid guide. So that was like really exciting and new and I think attracted a lot of people to the book. Yeah, research is definitely important. And the other thing that I've heard you talk about a couple of times that I want to pull on this thread even further is the the idea of collaboration and actually reaching out to those that might be considered your quote unquote competition. How did you even start to do that? So that was funny. I I looked at all the books that were for sale at the time and I looked at who my big competition was and then I bought their books. That's the first thing I did. So I, mm-hmm. I spent a little money up front. I bought about maybe 10 books, maybe 12, 10 or 12 books and I read them. Then I reviewed them on Amazon. And that, so those reviews went to Amazon and then that author could see my review and could see that it was from me and they could see my author bio on my Amazon author page. So then from that point, I would follow those authors and then I would reach out to them via email and say, you know, I really loved your book. Here's what I liked about it. I would love to collaborate. Would you be interested in looking at my book? And nine times out of 10, every single author I asked would say, sure, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait to see your book. So we would start doing these little book swaps, basically, Mm -hmm. and then review each other's content. And then I would get invited to come on this podcast, or I would be a guest blogger on that mommy thing. And it just sort of blossomed out of that. Um, And that's something nobody really does. But there is something to be said about having a best selling author do a book review for your book. That's just really a powerful thing when you have somebody who's already ahead of you coming in and reviewing your book and then you pay it, you pay it forward by doing the same. So like right now there are many 
new books on sexual abuse prevention for kids coming out right now. And so I'm always, I'm just like, send me your books. I'd love to review them because there are not enough books on this topic and no book is exactly alike. And I think there's room for everybody in the space. So. Yeah. And I, it goes back to that, the the mission of it, right. And getting good okay. information out and supporting each other. And one of the things that I find almost without exception is the author community, especially someone in your genre, in your topic area, are generally very supportive, are like, it's a yes. tight network of support when you are willing to, it's a, it's a give and a take. And one of the right. things that I always think about you, you know, you are such a beautiful soul to begin with, but you are always coming from the place of giving first. And yes, there's collaboration. And yes, there are things that come of that that benefit you. But you are always leading with that give. What drives you to do that? Right. You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. It's basically the only thing that works for me. And I really, I'm maybe not the best, like, business person, but just leaning in that way and giving always comes back to me no matter what. And for instance, I just offered to come to come to, I'm working with Sosa, which is a nonprofit that does sexual online abuse prevention. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've offered to give them two boxes of book, two boxes of books. And then they're so excited. They're like, Oh my gosh, well, we need to have you come to the headquarters. I went, you know, like it just, it, (laughs) It spawns things that you don't even intend for that to happen. But, you know, when you have that giving attitude, people appreciate it and want to help you. And so it's not fake. It's authentic. Like if somebody asks me to come do a speech or donate a book or review their book, I will. And no, I don't charge people for every single thing that I do because that's just not like part of me, especially within the field of sexual abuse prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have had some coaches, uh, one marketing coach in particular, which I will not mention her name, but I asked her, I gave and I gave and I gave and I gave. And then I asked her for like a small thing. And she, she said, well, you know, I don't have time for that. People will pay me a thousand dollars an hour. Blah, blah, blah. And she went on and I'm like, Whew, well, you're not my people then. I, you know, I, <laughs> That's just not how it's going to go. I, I I don't want to surround myself with people that aren't like in a positive space and trying to help each other because it's for me not just about the money. It's just not. Yeah, absolutely. And and leaning into your value system, that right? And knowing yep. who are the people. There are there are people out there that aren't going to align with you and that's okay. They'll have their people that's and you'll okay. have your people and you'll do your work in the world, but because you're so passionate about what you're doing you're doing, it's easy to, to give. And then also to know when something doesn't feel like it's aligned. Yes. And then you just step away from it because that will never, that will never work out. So, um, yeah. And, and that just carries forward. Like recently somebody familiar with my work said, Hey, I want you to meet this author. She, uh, she published a book with Griffin house. You should connect. And then the next thing, you know, that person is introducing me to Griffin house and now I have a new book coming out. Like mm. it's, it's magic. I think when you, when you just, you're authentic in your, in your energy and you surround yourself with the people that you know are similar. 
have similar values. Values. Yeah. So for the listener that's thinking, you know, gosh, that's just how I would do things naturally. Sometimes we overcomplicate things and we listen to maybe these marketing gurus that have a different approach <laughs> and to know that it's okay to lean into how we operate. Just go with your gut and know. And so if I'm sitting at home and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, you know, gosh, I'd really like to reach out to this person, but they're so out of my league. Like I love their work and I'd love to be able to support them and I'd love for them to see my work, but they feel unreachable. Like, have you ever been in that situation and can you give any advice? Yes. yes. And I'm about to laugh at that because that's so, <laughs> that's like exactly what happened to me like this year. So I was trying to connect with the Gucci Kids Foundation. And Alexandra Gucci has this new nonprofit and she's, you know, she's a Gucci, you know, that you think of her as this untouchable person. She's got this incredible story. And I was like, well, let me just messenger. And so I, I followed her and I sent her a message. She jumped on one of my lives. She was one of five people on my lives and she won, she won the book on my giveaway. Right. And that. then there was like, there was this instant connection and we've been talking and collaborating and she wrote the preface for my new book. And wow. so like, I would encourage anybody not to put themselves in that space of thinking like, Oh, I'm not good enough to talk to like that person because she's just a regular mom and a regular, I mean, she's spectacular, but she is just a regular person like you and me. And she is in that space of only working with people that are serving and helping others. And so like we meshed right away. So it, I would say go for it. If you are thinking about contacting somebody that you align with, you should always try. And the worst thing that can happen is nothing, which is fine. Right. You know, like you had nothing to begin with, right? <laughs> there wasn't a connection right. to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's okay. I love that. And I think an important reminder just all the way around of when we start to put other people on a pedestal, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment, number one. And everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time, right? We have Thank things you. in common. And to just come to that conversation or that relationship in a giving way, in an authentic way. And like you say, you, what do you have to lose from that? Yeah, love it. Exactly. Love it. Love it. So what else? I know that you have, let's talk for a minute, actually. Let's talk for a minute about mm -hmm. you've, you've worked in a number of different types of publishing, self-publishing, hybrid publishing, traditional publishing. You have two, not one, but two books ready to come out later this year. What drives you? What makes you it easy for you to know which publishing route to take when? Like, how? what was your process in thinking about that? So these two new books really came about just from this whole collaborating with other people mm -hmm. philosophy. And my ultimate goal was to have Griffin House publish my book for grownups because they teach and supply books to teachers. And so I'm a former teacher. So I wanted to get a resource that was, you know, really great for teachers, but also usable for parents and caregivers. And I set my my goal on that on that publishing company. And then I went to the the conference, the UAL conference, and I was literally introduced to somebody who sent me right to them. So it's almost as if I picked the thing that I wanted and started thinking about it and, and literally manifested that. 
and I have had such a great experience with them so far. It's taught me so much more uh, things that I didn't even know. I've never even had to work with an editor before ever. Wow. <laughs> so like that is a learning process too. And it's really fun to like collaborate on this beautiful book that I'm creating to help people for decades, hopefully, but like I have somebody else helping me. And so that's been a great experience. And then the, the new I Said No book is going to a small publishing company in Richmond where I feel a connection to and they have a great mission and they, they really do care about their authors. They do author trainings. They, it, it's just a really supportive environment, which is something that I like. I like to feel part of a community versus mm. just be like, oh, hi, it's me out here by myself and I just published my book and I have nobody. I just like to feel part of something. So that's kind of how I, I was very, I wouldn't say I was lucky, but like I, I really focused on like a few publishers to submit to and had a really powerful book proposal to both of them. And it just, it worked out it and it, I'm really happy. I couldn't be happier. So, yeah, I love that. And what I really picked up on there too um, oftentimes, you know, many of us go to conferences, we're in rooms with people, big and small audiences, rooms of people, and it's always about that one-to-one -one connection. And so not only did you have a clear vision of really the type of publisher that you wanted to work with, what was important to you, you just like you talk about your book, you talked about your desire to mm -hmm. work with a particular publisher. And that's how that connection was able to be made. If you'd been keeping that to yourself and hush, hush and quiet, like we do sometimes with our big, hairy, audacious goals, right? <laughs> yeah. Then people can't help us if they don't know. And so that's a big takeaway for me exactly. is just verbalizing what it is that you want, that you need, that you desire, and be willing to share that with other people. And once you do, like, for me anyway, magic happened. And, you know, it's interesting because right after that, another person approached me at the conference and said, I have a book about spirituality that I want to publish. Do you know any hybrid publishers? And I'm like, oh, sure. Let me introduce you to John Kohler. And I, and so now her book's getting published. Like sometimes if you're just in the right place with the right people at the right time, you just create something that was meant to be. Yeah. And put yourself in the room. Put yourself in the room. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. another big takeaway. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, definitely. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up and, and we could talk, there's so much more to talk about. And when your books are being released, maybe you can come back on. Um, but sure. for now, for our audience, for the She Gets Published community, I'm thinking there are going to be people that are connected to your mission, to the impact that you want to make, that are curious, that want to know about when your books are launching. Is there a way that people can stay up to date on what's going on with the books and maybe even be part of your launch team? Yes, absolutely. So I do a lot of posting on Instagram. And so my Instagram handle is at Tough Topics Mom. And I will be sharing information about the book launch team, all the, I'm doing a lot of giveaways, a lot of contests and things like that building up. And then also my website is KimberlyKingBooks.com. So there will be lots of info on there as well. 
Fantastic. So of course, I'll put all of those links in the show notes to make it easy and really encourage you if you feel called. Um, as any author knows, having uh, an enthusiastic launch team makes all the difference. So reach out and support and um, help Kimberly in any way that you can in her book launch as a thank you for being here and sharing your gifts and your knowledge with us today. Um, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at, at @shegetspublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, Thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.